Erev Shabbos and Erev Purim. I'm so excited. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice. I get all high and whiny. <laughs> but it's our house is packed up with our 60 Mishloach Manot. We've got challah baking. It is amazing smelling. The, the house before I left to come here the, to the studio this morning, I cannot believe that it is Purim in just a couple of hours. Oh, so we have a wonderful show today. We've got a couple of really exciting guests who are going to be calling today because I guess it was a little bit hard to get in on Friday. I'm like, please, I really want you to come into the show. And they said they would do a call-in. So I'm like, okay, no problem. So I'm going to be having in a couple of minutes Cheryl Stein. Oh, is that the phone already? Ringing hot. Uh, Cheryl Stein is going to be coming, talking to us. She's actually the manager and advert, for advertising and PR and social media. That's quite a title. So she's going to be, she is going to be calling us to tell us about the very exciting Homentaschen competition this Sunday. Now, I don't know if you heard me last week, but LL is going to be having a Homentaschen eating competition. And the prize is going to be a trip to Israel. So, you know, if you're hungry, you might want to save some time uh, and come down to the competition. She's going to tell us more a little bit about that. We're also going to be having Sari Altmark all the way from West Hempstead talking to us about a very interesting interactive class given by Rabbi Yehuda Kelamar of the Young Israel of West Hempstead. Now, it's not a sheer per se, it's a, and it's not a cooking class per se. The class will be held at AHC Appliances. Um, and it's going to be all about um, buying appliances for Pesach um, and for Shabbat, which ones are good and which ones are better to use. So she's going to give us a little bit more details, and we're going to also have um, on the show um, my friend all the way from Kansas. He's going to be talking to us about healthy Purim. So we're going to get back to... uh, him in a couple of minutes also. So just a little bit about myself. I'm a personal chef. I love to cook, especially now I've already started cooking for Pesach, but we'll leave Pesach out of that for this show this week because it's air of Purim. Let's really enjoy the atmosphere of Purim today. Uh, I won't break out into my Chag Purim song, which I've been singing since I'm like four years old. Um, so we're going to get on with our show today. This is Naomi Nachman with Table for Two on the Nachum Siegel Network, and our show is sponsored by Traditions Kosher Restaurant in the Five Towns. Okay, so <laughs> a little nervous today because there's so much going on. So I want to get um, a little bit of a sad, sad news, I guess, for the restaurants in the Five Towns. Sabra's has closed. Sabra's Pizza Shop. Apparently, it's been around for 41 years. I've only been in America for 21 years. But since I'm living in America, even I, when I lived in the Lower East Side, right here on the Lower, fabulous Lower East Side, we used to travel out to the five towns for a little bit of a day of shopping, and we would always end up in Sabra's Pizza. And then I would bring back Sabra's Pizza and stick some in the freezer. So I'd always have Sabra's Pizza on hand. I used to go there when my kids were little also. And then when we moved to the five towns, we'd, you know, we'd go there a lot to eat and you know, everyone had a different thing. And besides pizza, they had yummy uh, salads and tuna and the pita I would always get. So I'm, I'm a little bit sad. Like 41 years of service has been an amazing, amazing um, community service. And we're really sad. I'm, I'm not exactly sure why they closed, but I have seen some different, heard some different rumors, which I'm not going to talk about. But I just couldn't have a food show without mentioning the closing of a 41-year-old kosher pizza business. So a river dirty to them. And I know that there are many, many other pizza shops in the five towns to service the community. 
in Sydney, Australia, there's one, Bondi Pizza, which is amazing pizza. But it's actually only open at four in the afternoon. So you can <laughs> David looks shocked. <laughs> David's our engineer my engineer for today, our rummy's out. Um, because he had a baby. Um, but I'm sure everyone knows that already. <laughs> um but yeah, it's uh only open from four and you can only buy an entire pie. So you just can't run in and get a slice of pizza. You've got to, you know, buy a whole pie, but it's really delicious pizza there. So, um, yeah, so we're very sad about Sabra's Pizza closing. My friend's brother came in from Israel for a family simcha. I go, how come you're here? Because I, I didn't know about the family simcha. He goes, I had to have the last slice of pizza from Sabra. And I was laughing my head off. And as a true foodie, which you all know that I am, I kind of got that, but I know he was pulling my leg. So a big shout out to them. And now let's get on our first guest. Hi, Cheryl. We're on the air. You're on the Table for Two show with Naomi Nachman. How are you doing? Hi, Naomi. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be with you. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad. I know you had a hectic morning and we're going to do this over the phone. Let me just introduce everyone. This is Cheryl Stein. Is that how you say it? Yes, that's correct. I'll tell you why I asked because that's my maiden name. Ah. But in Australia, we say Steen. Ah. S-T-E-I-N is pronounced Steen, so I never know. <laughs> wow, and that's also my maiden name. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Cheryl Stein. <laughs> So I was Naomi Stein, but they say Naomi Stein, but now I'm Nachman. So okay. <laughs> thank you so much. Cheryl is the manager for advertising and PR and social media for El Al, which is Israel's uh, airline, and she's the manager in the United States. So uh, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. Nice to see you. <laughs> Likewise. So let's talk about this really exciting. I, I spoke a lot about it uh, last week because I thought it was such a cute idea right. about doing this. So tell me a little bit about, you know, who came up with the idea. Okay. Well, I was wanted to do something fun to celebrate either Hanukkah or Purim. And so we decided that it would be a little bit easier for people to eat hamantaschen rather than donuts. They're also a little bit smaller. <laughs> a little bit smaller. Right. right. And a little bit more flavorful. So we decided to have this Homentaschen contest, and we worked, uh, last year was the first ever Homentaschen eating contest, (laughs) and so we have a professional company that we hire who travel here, and they're everyone, all the participants are dressed in uh, masks to celebrate the holiday. Okay, who provides the masks? Uh, some people bring their own. Oh, okay. We have some fun, uh, diff- we have a, bring a few fun uh, masks. Okay. And um, it ended up, it was so successful last year, and everyone had such a fabulous time. We had it at a uh, Jewish day school okay. in New York City. Okay, great. Um, and where is it this year? This year it is affiliated with the Jewish day school. It's at KJ Synagogue, which is in Manhattan on okay. 85th Street. Okay. Uh, and anyone is welcome to attend. We have LL giveaways. Everyone uh, enjoys the homentaschen, which is made by our caterer. Of course, they're all kosher. Okay, yeah. I wanted to know mm-hmm. uh, who was catering them and what other fillings, because, you know, I think that's really important to know. What will be inside those homentaschen? Yes, even though my favorite is poppy seed, because <laughs> apparently poppy seed has some nut base. Yeah. We, of course, are sensitive to that. So they will not be at the homentaschen eating contest this Sunday. Okay. But we will have raspberry and apricot. And they're all freshly made. No chocolate? Sunday, no. No, because we're also giving to children. Everyone who's at the event will also enjoy these, and we want to keep the energy level down. It's already (laughs) high enough. You'll see. If anyone comes, you will see. Yeah, I'd love to come. So how many did the winner eat last year? So last year. And who was it? Will the Champ Millinder, 
we had two winners. We had the professional, and he ate 25 hamantaschen. Can I just ask you what's a professional eater? Believe it or not, there are people who are professional eaters, and they maybe they go to the Coney Island uh, hot dog eating contest, (laughs) or they go to, there are Japanese sushi contests. There are different forms of eating contests. So I cannot be a professional eater because I'm obsessed with food. I would not be considered a professional eater. You're correct. Okay. So sorry. There you go. Yes. Professional foodie, but not professional eater. That's right. Right. We're all professional eaters, though. (laughs) Um, Some more than others. That's right. So will the champ Millinder ate 25 in five minutes, which doesn't sound like a lot for professional, but trust me. How big are they? Uh, what, the Humantash yeah, or the like people what? or the professional eaters? Okay, great question. Both. This, <laughs> say, like, so Humantash uh, is the triangle. What is the, how many inches is one side? Oh, they're probably two inches by two inches. Okay, by mm-hmm. two inches. Okay. But they're delicious and very light. Okay. Right, and we provide water. Okay, and how big is the winner? <laughs> Like, uh, the winner was about mm, 350, 400 pounds, <gasps> but he's also very tall. Okay. Oh, my God. He's, maybe, you know what, maybe I'm exaggerating. You know what, forgive me, maybe 300 pounds. Otherwise. <laughs> no, he's in pretty good shape because he's very tall and just large all over, so it's not, he's right. not obese. Okay. Not any <laughs> okay, he's just a big guy. Right. Oh, my god. And gosh. then we had, we had amateurs. And uh, amateur eaters. And the winner, believe it or not, the, was Rob Weisenberg, who is a re- commercial real estate broker in New York City. And he was the amateur champ and ate 14 humantaschen. Yeah. And he felt pretty good. He felt good. And um, then we had, a, we had a tie, and we had a rabbi who also ate uh, 14 humantaschen. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yes, yeah. the Rabbi Weinstock, Ellie Weinstock, um, from KJ Synagogue. And, oh, okay, um, from the shul, yeah. He was the proud second, he and Rob were the second and third place winners. And, and what what's the grand prize? The, we had two grand prizes, both for the professional and the amateur. They each won a ticket to Israel. Nice. And the runner-ups won vouchers, $500 for future travel, 500 to 50 and everyone got all kinds of LL goodies, and it was a really fun afternoon. This year, by the way, it takes starts at 1 o'clock. 1 o'clock. That Sunday is afternoon. so cute. Dobby, let's go. <laughs> and I want you to know that there is, you can probably watch Sunday night on local TV, New York TV, and it, there was an article last year in the Wall Street Journal. So it was a really popular event, and everyone had a fabulous time. We're try, going to try to publicize it here on the Nachum Siegel Network, this brilliant idea of kosher professional eating. What You said before that you had a, a group that ran it professionally. What does that mean? Well, they run because we have, an, we have two MCs. They're a company from the Midwest who travel around the country um, organizing uh, eating contests. And there's organizations that actually – um, that actually participate. There will probably be about 20 or so from the New York area who are just coming to the event on Sunday just to observe. Um, and this is a, 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 just a hobby that they enjoy. That's and by the way, there are some very, very thin people who are members of these organizations. That's so funny. I competitive rem- eating, it's called. Competitive eating. I remember one year, years and years ago, I was we were in the car uh, listening to the radio um, on July 4th, and they were talking about the guy 
I think he was of Asian descent, and he was the hot dog winner, 24 and a half hot dogs in five minutes, and he was a tiny little guy. Right. It's unreal. Yes, yes. Uh, you never know. Size is not... Uh, it doesn't it, judge, right? <laughs> exactly. And the other thing I want to mention is that we were asking for volunteers to be the amateur eaters on our Facebook. We're very active. LL is very active on um, our Facebook, yes. USA. I, the I USA actually... Page. Get, I'm on your Facebook. I'm a fan on your Facebook page. Good. We have contests for tickets to Israel all the time, and Ooh. we're hopefully going to have this live on our uh, Facebook. And we got several dozen um, responses from people who want to participate. We may have to have two rounds of the eating contest. <laughs> so uh, it's catching on. Wow. And and how does one sign up to be an amateur? Like, well, it actually anything? just expired yesterday. Okay. Uh, but if you go on the LL um, Facebook, we have registration through there, LL USA Facebook. And um, and we were just asking why they want to be a uh, uh, why they want to participate in the eating contest on Sunday, and uh, they will be randomly selected. We'll have a dozen eaters. Ah, that's so cute. So you don't just take anybody. You have to be. You, you have, have to, to apply, qualify. You have to apply, qualify, and then you get to be in it. And then you get to have a great afternoon. <laughs> but everyone else can come and just watch. Absolutely. Can, it's a, it can be a great spectator sport too, I guess. Absolutely. It can be a professional spectator at now, an eating event. There and you the, go. The actual event is last. I mean, these um, these MCs are just very, very funny. Yeah. And uh, so it's very um, interactive uh, with the audience. It sounds fantastic. I really hope I get to come because... Purim is definitely a crazy hectic day, but you know it's it, you know the mornings are more hectic, and I usually find the afternoons that there's a bit of a lull in the afternoons while you're getting ready for the meal. So you know I think that would be the time to make a trip to the city and participate. So do you want to tell us the time and the address again? Okay, sure. It's at KJ Synagogue on the Upper East Side, 125 East 85th Street between Lexington and Park, and we're slated to start at 1 p.m. Uh, and it, it lasts for about an hour, and I just can't tell you how much fun it is. And be hungry. And, uh, yeah, uh, definitely take some come goodies. hungry. Definitely come hungry. That's right. You'll start with dessert before your big meal of the day. Oh, that, that's the way we should always start. Start with dessert. That's right. Oh, lovely. Thank you so much, Cheryl, for coming in. Thank you. And uh, I hopefully I'll see you Sunday. Look and then forward. I'd like to get some reports. Maybe you can send me a a report back if I'm not there to see the winner. We can let everybody know who won and how many they ate. So if we can be in touch during the week. Terrific. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Thank you and happy Purim to everyone. Thank you. Happy Purim to you and your families. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. You are listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. This week our show is sponsored by Traditions Kosher Restaurant right in the five towns. And I'm sure... On Sunday morning, they're going to be very busy with their orders for Purim. If you want to place an order for your surah, I suggest you give them a buzz right now because they will be very busy uh, trying to fill all the orders that they've got coming in. So, you know, they have delicious deli and and salads and roasts, and you can even take your family out to the restaurant to eat if you don't want the mess in your house because I know that on Sunday evening, my house is full and my, especially my dining room table with candy wrappers and different piles of kids, piles of their shalachmanis, trying not to touch the other piles of shalachmanis of different children's piles. It's like crazy, crazy. So, um, you know, traditions is a really great alternative to actually having to cook your meal. You can actually just go out to eat like a mensch, relax, 
You don't have to be bothered in the kitchen all day on Purim, preparing while your kids are wanting you to run around delivering shalach manas like my kids do. They're like, can you take me here? Can you take me there? And I'm like trying to cook something up. This year I'm actually coming to my friends on the Lower East Side, so I'm very excited. Okay, so I have a couple of announcements. It's announcement time. We should have like a drum roll here going. Okay, so a couple of things I like to share with uh, people about events that have come, that people have told me about that I want to share with other people. Um, so as I said, Sari Ormark is going to be talking to us about her event. Um, but I also want to talk to you about um, the Kulano Bake Sale, which is went on yesterday and is still continuing this morning. Um, it's from 9 to 3 today. It ends at 3. Um, it was yesterday. It was unbelievable. It was food running around, people running around buying food and beautiful, beautiful Mishlach Manot. Um, but today you've got till 3 o'clock to go to the home of Shira Pearl in 50, on 56 Willow Road in Woodsburg. That's off of Broadway, if those are of you in the five towns who are not exactly sure where that is. Um, so she's got a beautiful home with – she's such a tzadikus, opening up her home every year to Kulanu, and they've got chalas and fish. They have even – I made a fish yesterday. I have a, a fish um, today that's going to be for sale also if it's not sold already. Um, but they had some really beautiful uh, dishes and, and restaurants donated food as well. Uh, last week we had Hannah Bienenstock telling us all about it, and she was not wrong. She did not let us down with – the delicious food that she told us that would be there. It really was that fantastic. So you have till three to go down to the home of Shira Pearl, 56 Willow Road in Woodsburg for the, it's called the Purim Cuisine Sale. It's not, they're not even calling it a bake sale because there's just more than baked goods. There's all kinds of food there. So if you're busy preparing your Mishlach Manor or your Shabbos food and you want some food for the Suda or even for Shabbos, you can run down to Shira's house to pick up some delicious food. Um, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be talking a little bit about Pesach. I know it's, you know, Erev Purim, but I just want to make mention if you want to have a, make sure you're tuned in for next week. We're actually having Leah Shapira. She wrote a cooking book called Pesach, a cookbook, not cooking, a cookbook called Passover Triple Rested Recipes. It's called Passover Made Easy. Um, she actually did Fresh and Kosher Cookbook, and she teamed up with Victoria Dweck from the Ami magazine publication, and they put together an amazing cookbook. So she's going to join us next week. So that's really very exciting. Um, so coming up now, we're going to try and get on the phone, Sari Altmark, um, and she's going to talk to us about her very interesting um, interactive cooking class that, well, we won't call it cooking class, but cl- I guess you could call it cooking class because you're going to be cooking with the ovens that um, they're going to be talking about in a couple of minutes. So let's try to get Sari on the phone. Java's trying to get her. She's uh, busy running around trying to get her Mishlach Manot finished up on this Erev Shabbos. We've all had such a busy week, and it was so cold this week. It was very hard to get myself around and, you know, had to do a little bit of Passover, Pesach cooking for some of my clients. So, you know, it's definitely a lot of pressure going on in the Nachman household. We actually went out for dinner this week. Uh, instead of going for pizza at Sabra's because they were already closed, um, we did our Thursday night uh, dinner at uh, Carlos and Gabby's. So that was a delicious dinner. Okay. Have we got Sari on the phone? Yes, I'm here. Hi, how are you? 
I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm so glad you came on. You know, I just want to tell everyone that every year Thary calls me to do a cooking show for, I think you call it Mummy Camp for the Young Israel yes. of West Hempstead. We actually call it Ladies' Night Camp. We run a program over the summer where we have weekly events for the ladies of the community. And you've been so amazing every year. Thank, Thank you so much. Oh, it's my pleasure. But, you know, when, when uh, I was told about this class, I keep calling it a cooking class, but when, when I was told by Sandy at AHC that you were doing this class for, for the youngers of West Hempstead with Thary Altmark, I'm talking very fast, with Thary Altmark, I said, all right, I'm going to give her a call because, you know, you guys are always good to me. And I wanted to share this brilliant idea with everyone. So can you tell us all about it? Sure. I'll do my best. Okay. Um, our, our Rav, Rabbi Yudha Kelimer, who is amazing and very well known in, within West Hempstead and within outside of West Hempstead, um, he runs for the ladies, um, usually open forums twice a year, and um, he's often getting questions from the ladies in the community, and they often center around the kitchens. That's kind of where we like to hang out, at least a lot of us do. And very often it's the same types of cautious questions for regular, you know, situations, Pesach, when people are installing new kitchens. And inevitably, he always says that he would love to be able to visualize, to actually show us how to kosher and how to, um, how to do a lot of these, these questions that are coming up. So he came up with this idea of coming into um, an appliance store and actually showing us the difference between an electric range and a gas range and how we would kosher it or what was preferable, warming drawers, all the different questions that often come up. So we set this um, this event up where we're going to be meeting at AHC Appliance who, a store. They've been fantastically welcoming and amazing. Sandy we're so and excited Jay, and appreciative. Sandy and Jay Tao from AHC are amazing. They are just wonderful people. We've become very friendly through all my years of buying appliances, and I always direct people when they're looking, and people will ask me what kind of appliances I have, um, and I always direct them to AHC. It's actually on 530 Central Avenue in Cedarhurst, right? Yes, it is. And I've also bought from them. They're so nice. They're so helpful, and um, we're very, very excited about this event. Okay. Do so, people need to register with you beforehand? So we're requesting RSVP. Um, obviously, we will, of course, take walk-ins. We just kind of want to gauge how many people are coming. But it really, you know, if you decide last minute, that's okay, too. But we are requesting RSVPs, um, sisterhood at yiwh.org. You can email us um, and just let us know you, you, you will be attending. But, again, it's really um, it's not required. We would just, you know, we have a Yeah, it's a good idea this. to know how many yeah. people are going to invade the store. <laughs> Right. Also, you know, we're going to provide some refreshments also. Okay, that's and, always know, good. Yes. We like to feed our people. And, and is uh, it going to show really, people really... how... Sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. Um, finish up, and then I'm going to ask you a very no, important no, no, question. No, no, I was just going to say we're <laughs> just really excited about welcoming everybody from not only West Hempstead, but it's really open to the entire greater South Shore National County community. So and if we're really excited from about Teaneck, that. you can come too, right? <laughs> of course they can. <laughs> um, so is he going to show people how to kasha like an oven top for Pesach, like a stove top? Yes, he will definitely be fielding all those types of questions, absolutely. Okay, great. I know that we hope to have Sandy Tower next week also to talk about where you can buy like knobs and new grates and that sort of thing also because I think they sell parts. She has oh, funny okay, stories where good. people call up and go, I melted my oven or I melted my stovetop knobs or I need more knobs and all that. So she's going to come in and talk to us about ordering more parts. <laughs> oh, that would be great. That's awesome too. Yes. Yeah, so 
I think it's a really lovely idea. Thank you to Rabbi Kelma for, for you know, who was it his idea to put this together? It actually was his idea. He was, like, really, really excited about this. He came up with this idea months ago, and we just hadn't had a chance to, to schedule it until now. And actually, it's really perfect timing now, now with Pesach Right. If you were up. to schedule a class right after Purim would be the prime time to do it. Exactly. That's why this is really working out nicely. I don't think we said the date. It's actually next Wednesday night, February 27th. Okay, so I'm going to read. You actually sent me a flyer. It says, I'm going to read off the flyer. Class will be held at AHC Appliance, 530 Central Avenue, Cedarhurst, Wednesday, February 27th at 8 p.m. $5 suggested donation. Oh, that's very nice. Um, We fly. Yeah, no, thank you. You know, people people are always happy to donate, but it's nice when it's, you know, pocket, it's, a little bit pocket-friendly. Right, and it's not, it's not, you know, obviously if, if someone can't, we, you know, it's not a prerequisite to attend the class. Right, we just so want to spread the word. Yes, exactly. Okay, so we, people, um, it says strongly RSVP, RSVP strongly suggested sisterhood at youngisraelofwesthempstead.org and the kosher kitchen kashrut. Shabbos and Yom Tov relation to the kosher kitchen. I've read yep. the fly now to you. So everyone now knows what's going on a little bit more. I hope we get a really good response. I do too. So far, you know, we've been trying to spread it within our community, our email blast, and we've been getting some nice RSVPs, but we wanted to make sure that the greater community knew about it as well, and they're all welcome to come. Yeah, maybe you can send some out to the Five Towns blasts or the Teaneck yes. blasts or something. It's only 45 right. minutes from Teaneck to the Five Towns with no traffic. We did it the other day. took us two hours to get there, about 45 minutes only to come home. <laughs> Wow, okay, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, not too bad. So um, thank you so much for coming on. I know it's Erev Shabbos, and you've got so much going on today. Thank you so much, Naomi, for taking out the time for me and for our community. We're really so appreciative my of pleasure. all your help always. My pleasure, my pleasure. And uh, we'll see you. Have a wonderful Purim, a good Shabbos, and uh, I hope to see you Wednesday. Same to you. Thank you so much. All take right, care. take care. Bye. Bye-bye. You are listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network, and our show is sponsored by Traditions Kosher Restaurant. That sounds like a really nice uh, program that Sari has got going for us, so I hope that uh, people will uh, come down and uh, sign up for that. Okay, so we've got some great Purim ideas that, you know, I always try to be a little bit creative, so, you know, I need to go, I wanted to go a little bit simpler this week. This year, I should say, for my family. Um, so we just did like a, you know, tell you what I did. We got a little shopping bag, me and my daughter, Gabriella, like a little tiny. It's about uh, five inches, and it had a little handle on it. It had, had hug, hug Purim and a clown all over it. And we put in a little box of Hershey uh, chocolate milk and a little bag of cookies. And we thought that, you know, that would just be simple and easy. You know, I always get stressed out from Purim because of Pesach. But, you know, I thought it was simple, easy, and pretty, and it's not filled with, like, lots of little candies. I'm not, you know, I like to be healthy. Um, so we're going to uh, try to, you know, cookies and milk. That's my favorite nush. I'm not a big nush. I've actually spoken a lot to Miriam Wallach, and we talk about how we all, you know, everyone likes cake and nush, but I, I'm more of a real foodie. But my uh, weakness is cookies and milk. So I thought that would be a really good Every morning I have a cup of coffee and a Tim Tam. Don't tell my husband. I know he's probably going to listen to the show. But I sneak a Tim Tam every morning. Now you might say, what is a Tim Tam? A Tim Tam is an Australian biscuit, right? So a cookie, that's our name for um, a biscuit, is, is, is a cookie. So so uh, 
I take, uh, I keep them in the freezer because I have to bring them in from Israel or from Australia because you can't buy them in the US. You can buy them in Israel and you can buy them in Australia. So people bring me four or five packets at a time, stick them in my freezer. I'm actually really hungry now just talking about it. And every morning I have a cup of coffee and a, a Tim Tam biscuit slash cookie. So that's my little thing that I do every morning. I'm not going to tell my dietitian or my Weight Watchers people or even my family, even though they're like, we're running out of Tim Tams. I'm like, oh, I wonder how that happened. So I thought that would be a cute mishachma not to do cookies and milk. Um, and also I thought um, for some centerpieces for where we're coming to um, share with friends a, a meal, I was going to make a challah in the round. Um, I, I bought this kind of like bunt pan. I even mentioned it on the radio last week. Um, I got the idea from a website called Jewish Hostess. Um, so it's a round challah. I baked it round. And then I'm going to stick a bottle of a cream malaga in the middle or Rashi de Aussie, the Teal Lake version of Moscato. So it's really uh, light wine, inexpensive, which is great. So I can buy a case of that or a case of the uh, cream malaga. So, you know, I'll, I'll uh, have some of each uh, for uh, some of my adult versions of the Mishloach Manot, you know, besides cookies and milk, they can get some challah and wine. And I find that's really practical also for uh, the Surah. So we'll talk about every week what's for dinner. And my daughter texts me every week. I say this story every week. At 4 o'clock, I get a text. Yes, I got it at 3 o'clock. What's for dinner? So I invited a very special friend on. He's actually a new friend. We met at the Kosher Food and Wine Show. Um, is he, are we getting him on? We're getting him on the show. He's actually in Kansas. But his blog is called This American Bite. His wife also has a blog called, uh, he's going to tell us, uh, This American Mama. Also a fantastic website and blog. I met Yosef at the Kosher Food and Wine Show um, about two weeks ago. And he also is a healthy cook. So besides my little Tim Tam snack that I have every morning, I actually really try to eat healthy and cook healthy. I do like going out for my Sabra's pizza, and I do like going out for Carlos and Gabby's. And I just quick little shout out to the restaurant in Teaneck that I went to. We met some friends in Schnitzel Plus in Teaneck on Queen Anne Road. Um, they don't know, even know I'm giving them this mention, but it was so delicious. I had this pretzel schnitzel sandwich my kids had these massive hamburgers so I do like to eat out good food and I definitely love chickies out there in Teaneck um but you know we wanted to talk a little bit about healthy food and for our segment this week we're going to talk about what with what's for dinner we're going to talk with Yosef about healthy uh dinners and also healthy pouring so uh can we get Yosef on the phone with his uh Lining up, he's, uh, I think they're an hour behind us. Is he an hour behind us? Yeah, I think so. We're just uh, getting him on the phone and uh, he's got to go from his office to his car to make sure he's in a quiet space. He's, I think he's uh, taking a little bit of uh, morning tea. He's English. You're going to hear his accent, but he's lived in Israel for a couple of years, so he might be a little mushed up accent like mine, right? You think my accent is mushed up? I think I just sound Australian, but some people say it starting to say I sound a little bit American, Oikevalt. So um, he's got an English accent, so he will sneak out for some morning tea while he talks to us um, because it is the morning time um, in uh, Kansas. It's actually still morning for us. It's actually breakfast time for him. It's not even – it's morning tea time for us in New York. Okay. Yosef, are you there? I am. How are you doing? Hi. How are you? I told them you've all Very got a British well. – You've you've got a British accent. Yeah, Between... yeah, it's fading a little. It's still there. 
Yeah, I've been here for 21 years and I think I still sound Australian. Yeah, you hold on to it more than I did, I think. Oh, no, I think you sound pretty English. But how long have you been out of England for? Oh, I left England in 2005. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I made LDR. I was there for about five years. And uh, with time, I've made our way to Kansas City. Kansas City? Is that where, is that, is that where you live? Yeah, we live in uh, Overland Park, Kansas, um, which is part of like, the Kansas City metro area. That's so cool. Um, and we have been here since um, probably 2010. 2010 we moved here. We bought our home in May, and uh, we love it. Wow. Is it a growing community? It's a, it's a phenomenally growing community. When we made the decision to move out to Kansas, I don't think we had any idea how many other couples were doing the same. Um, I would say we've seen six to ten couples move here both summers since we've been here. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, the community is growing. You get to Shore on Shabbat morning. There's 30, 40 strollers outside. There's kids everywhere. It's a really beautiful. That's so nice. Really beautiful growing community. Yeah, we love it. We love it. It's a great place to raise a family. The cost of living is. Uh, don't don't even say it. <laughs> right. It's, it's, it's phenomenal. We love it. it. And and but, can, let's talk about like kosher food that's available for you in Kansas. Like meats. So, Where are you getting your meats from? So in terms of kosher meat, we do have um, a store called The Hen House, which is our grocery store. It's a chain out here. They have a kosher island. So we have a deli where you can uh, buy, you know, salatim, and their bakery is completely kosher for the entire store. Um, oh, and they nice. have meat and meat and all that stuff. Um, the other options, we have Costco. We have Trader Joe's. Um, and actually another grocery store is opening in a couple of days, and they have announced they're going to have a kosher section. Yay! Which is fun. And then a, a phenomenal thing that we have here is called the Kosher Co-op. And um, it's not just in Kansas City. They're in some emerging communities across the country, perhaps even some more established communities too. I think Florida has one. Um, but basically we order online once a month and we, we order wholesale. So everyone has a second or if not third freezer. I have, I have three it, freezers in my house. Exactly. People do that anyway. We cook, we eat, we all have more than one freezer. So right. um, our food just comes in bulk and we... Uh, I like to shop that way anyway. I, I like to do everything online instead of going to the store. To the physical well, store anyway. Well, I, I ordered my food online. Um, very, I tried. I, I did it. Actually, I sent the order to Gourmet Glatt in um, Cedarhurst. I sent it Thursday night, so they get it like right. one of the first orders done on on Friday morning. But I'm very into uh, sending your orders in online. Absolutely, and, and like, there's a lot of places that do that now. Like uh, even uh, even if you're in a larger community there's places like we like to eat a lot of organic and healthy food so we can that meat like that you order online anyway right so let's so, um, let's take that healthy organic and we'll segue that into you know healthy purim let's talk about healthy purim because everyone's so into the the licorice and the tank tangy taffy and the gum and all the nash and stuff what are you going to put in your you know tell us about a little bit about your mo for purim so i and really the way we eat and, uh, and, and, and live is very low on sugar. I personally don't have a sweet tooth, and my wife is very health conscious, and our son is actually going to turn three on Purim. Yay, happy and birthday! This, thank you very much. We're very excited. But to this day, he has never had sugar. He's never had white flour. He doesn't have any dairy. Oh, my God! We've kept his diet. Right. We've kept his diet as pure as possible. He, he came out we of New come York. Home, 
Well, we, you know, we come up to the grocery store and, like, he sees the lettuce and he wants to eat it. That's his candy. Love he loves that because that's the food we introduced. Right. So it's about what you buy and what you put in front of the kids. Absolutely. So on Purim, for example, Mishloch Manol, everyone tends to go to that candy, processed food, cakes, yep. cookies type mindset. We do something different. We will do, you know, hummus with some homemade schug or, or little challah rolls with a soup. Every year we do something different. My mindset is Mishloch Mono is about giving food that can be used for the Suda, not just giving stuff. Right, right. I, um, I had said that also. That's why I do challah and wine. Right. So we, we often do challah, um, challah soups. To be, I, know, uh, um, I know this year we're doing some like hummus, and I've been, I've been discovering um, this, this nut seasoning blend called Duka recently. Duka. I've been oh, yeah, we were this. emailing about that. What's Duka? Right, D-U-K-K-A? D-U-K-K-A-H. Um, okay. They carry, uh, Trader Joe's actually carry it, and I actually have a recipe for it going live on my blog in a couple of weeks. Okay, so um, we can look out for that. Exactly. Um, it's it's an, actually an Egyptian blend. It has, like, almonds and hazelnuts, and um, it's a very flavorful, flavorful um, um, seasoning, and it's really become a staple at our Shabbat table. But we can, you can sprinkle that on your challah before you bake it, and that way you're making, like, these duka challah rolls. Put them in a in a nice basket with a little pot of hummus, a little pot of soup, and you've got a healthy uh, mishloach manot. That's delicious. And it's, so it's a right. it's a nut it's a nut mix or it's, a, a it's seasoning. Nuts and spices. So it's a nut and so I use it kind of as both. So we, it goes on our Shabbat table every week now with some olive oil and balsamic oil, and we just kind of do those dippings with the zatar and the duka and balsamic vinegars. I like to say um, duka. Duka. That right, sounds great. It's got a it's got a nice uh, sound to it. But you can also use it as a seasoning. One, actually, a really popular recipe on my site um, is a salmon crusted duka. Ooh. So okay, yeah. just let's tell everyone what your site is in case someone is in the in front of a computer right now. Um, Absolutely. So it's this American Bite, B-I-T-E, yeah. right? Yeah, B-I-T-E, thisamericanbites.com. Um, and I actually redesigned it about a week ago. Um, yeah, it's great. I'm excited for the new look. Um that duca crusted salmon, you get a nice crispy skin on the bottom of there, and you put some duca on top, and a, put something heavy on top to just cook it really quickly and keep it juicy in the middle. And that duca has a nice crisp, flavorful. It smells so good when you're cooking. The aroma that comes from the seasoning is phenomenal. Oh yeah, I'm gonna definitely try that. We go to Trader Joe's a lot. Um, I really yeah. love some of the stuff that you know. I like when I go to different neighborhoods and different communities around the world. Um, I like uh-huh. to go to the local supermarkets to see what products they have because you never know what you can find in, in somebody else's supermarket. Um, yeah. I'm definitely, you know, I go to Trader Joe's. I walk up and down the aisles every time. I can't just run in and buy something because every time I go, there's a new, different kosher product that's out Absolutely. there that I cannot find in Gourmet Glad or Seasons or Bra in the five towns, yeah. yet alone, you know, in the other fabulous supermarkets we have in the tri-state area. You know, my, my, I take my three-year-old um, – Thursday nights or Wednesday nights when I'm cooking for Shabbat, and he goes up and down. Trader Joe's has these awesome little carts that, like, a three-year-old can push. It's oh, that's height. cute. And don't he have that in like, it's, He has so much fun. He grabs the apples, he grabs the bananas, and then I'm checking out. He does have three of everything. Uh-huh, but, that's so you know, cute. It exposes him to the produce and the shopping process as well as, you know. I was thinking when I got home from the store last night, the only packaged item he asked me for happened to be olive oil. Like, uh-huh, that's hilarious. Right. We call fruit in our house Hashem's candy because Hashem, awesome. Hashem made it. We're really more, we eat a lot, a lot of fruit. I go to Costco. My bills are ex- 
extraordinarily high. Yeah. Um, yes. Because but, we buy so much fruit. It's definitely not the cheapest way to go. And and talk to me about organic a little bit because we, we've I've touched on that in other shows and when I've spoken to Miriam, what, what does organic mean really? And how, how so, does one qualify for organic? So organic is, I think people think organic is synonymous with expensive. And unfortunately, it uh, is. you know, economies of scale, it can be. What we've done in our home to keep the organic cost down is there's a list of the 12 dirty dozens. There's 12 things that if you can't afford to buy everything organic, focus on these items because they are the most highly pesticized food products. Um, so stay away from... In front of me. <laughs> but you, stay, you definitely want to stay away from, say, strawberries. If you're going to pick one thing, strawberries are just covered in pesticides. In fact, Ooh. I've read that most people who are allergic to strawberries are actually allergic to everything they're sprayed with and not the actual strawberry. So there you go. Um, strawberry eat, strawberry allergens really could just be the pesticides. Interesting. Well, don't don't eat any until you've spoken to your doctor. <laughs> right, exactly. I'm no doctor. I'm not claiming that you're, you're okay. You don't even play them. one on TV. Right, but uh, <laughs> exactly. But um, strawberries are a high one. Um, I don't know. Other things like we prefer, I think, organic apples are okay. a staple in our house. Um, you know what we uh, love? Have you ever had a grapple? I've never heard of a grapple. A grapple is a... a it, it, Tastes like it looks like an apple, but smells like a grape, and has just oh, wow. this unusual taste. It's a one of those combo apples, you know, where they mix mix up yeah. things. I don't know, but it is delicious. It's usually available in the fall, and when we go on winter break to Florida, sometimes we can find them there. But it is a fantastic apple. My kids go crazy over it. They would rather take an apple than a box of Godiva chocolates. Is that normal? Right. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm uh, really I have not a joking. Pretty good chocolate. I know, but you know what? There's something very special about a grapple. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so now let's talk about, we've done touched a little bit about Purim and, and Mishlach Manot. Let's do the what's for dinner segment. And ding, there's the dinner bell going off. What what do you so, guys eat for dinner? So we, um, I know you you like the Fleischwick meals and you like a lot of uh, meat it. products. So I have a recipe I in mind for you. In, well, in our home, we've slowly, gradually, not consciously become meat-free, but we've reached this point where without even noticing, we'll be meat-free, you know, until the leftovers from Shabbat are done, until Friday night again. Mm-hmm. We can happily go without meat. So we say taco night. We might have a burrito, but use a charred leaf to wrap the burrito instead of using a taco. A what leaf? Um, can you say that again? Um, you can use either a collard green leaf or like a leaf of chard. They're big. They look kind of like a dark green lettuce. Okay. Collard greens are the real good ones. Okay. Um, Did you, everyone, you're listening to that, chard? Or collard greens. Wow, yeah, that's so the interesting. Green is, the collard green is a better one for wrapping. It's it's a little more versatile. It's a little bigger. And have, I mean, uh, you're you not could, getting the crunch, but does it taste? Does it taste good? You know, a fresh collard green um, has has a bit of a crunch. It's got a great flavor. You put some rice in there, some beans, and if you want a protein, you could put avocado or some soy meat or even some beef or chicken, whatever you like. I am totally. It's a carb-free or carb-light. Um, Rat. I'm going to totally it's, try that. I do a lot. I have a lot of recipes on my blog because I love Mexican food. As I said before, we went to a Carlos and Gabby's earlier on this week, and it's a big uh, Mexican restaurant right here. Uh, it's almost a chain um, in the New York area, and I really love, love, love Mexican food. But this, this is brilliant, yep. and I believe it's well, also I, very high in iron, right? I believe so. I believe so. Um, I did promise you a flesh recipe, though. Okay, so yeah. I'm going to tell you about my meatballs. When Yosef and I were um, exchanging emails back and forth late last night or one hour before, 
for him. <laughs> I don't know how late it was for him. Um, you know, he said, what's your favorite, you know, dinner? And I'm like, we like meat. You know, I definitely, we, we do fish, you know, once to twice a week, you know, on Shabbos and then once again during the week. Um, and, you know, we do definitely do lots of dairy, but my kids, we, we, we're meat eaters. If I want a dinner that everyone's going to eat, it's got to be, you know, meat. So my meatballs are phenomenal. Not to, you know, boost my own ego, but I, I always have them in the freezer. They freeze really well. And what I do differently with my meatballs is I don't use any sort of breadcrumbs. Oh, what I do you soak. Well, so if you have any leftover challah or any bread lying around, I soak that in a soy milk or an almond milk or a coconut milk for a couple of hours. So it, gets, it absorbs all that moisture. And instead of breadcrumbs, I then squeeze out the liquid and I crumble that bread into the meat mixture. Okay. And then when you're reheating, they stay moist. That's so interesting. So what you do is you take your leftover challah, you soak mm-hmm. that in milk, and then... Yeah. Like a soy milk or like an almond soy milk. Like almond milk. Um, you know, I hope that everyone would hopefully realize that we're talking soy or almond milk. I always have almond milk on hand. I buy it at Trader Joe's. Um, I keep it on hand because sometimes we like iced coffee on Shabbat afternoon. But like this morning, I ran yeah. out of coffee. I ran out of milk and I have to run to the studio and I can't come here without my cup of coffee. <laughs> so well, I one day I had I almond milk you, downstairs. One day I'll tell you about how my wife makes almond milk from scratch. <gasps> super easy. Totally jealous. But, uh, okay. Totally jealous on that. Okay. I'm so coming to your neck of the woods. Awesome. You're I'm coming, welcome. I'm yeah, coming for Shabbos. Deal. Okay. Good. Okay. So talk to me about meatballs. So I take my ground beef, I put in this, this moist, wet, milky bread. Uh, you squeeze out the milk, and then I like to saute my onions before it goes into meat mixture. Mm-hmm. Let them call, mix in the onions. And then just a little bit of allspice. If you don't have any allspice, you could use a little bit of cumin and cinnamon mixed together. Oh, just cumin and cinnamon. Yeah, very nice. These right. are all the flavors that I love, love, love. I told you I love curry flavor, right. but cumin I, is right up there. Cumin, cinnamon, and a pinch of sugar together. I love that. And, and then just two egg yolks. I don't use the white. I just use the oh, that's yolk. That's interesting. And instead of beef, um, can you use turkey? Um, I like cooking with turkey. I've never done it with this method of the of the of the bread. Okay. That said, I think it would probably work because turkey can dry out a lot more than meat. It's much right. cleaner, especially if you're using the turkey breast. I always, up. Right. I tell people when they use my recipes and they do something different and they change it, let me know how it works out because then I can use it too. Absolutely. You know. So I'm going to try find, it with turkey. Well, I find when I'm cooking with turkey, like with meat, I will go with a lot of the cumins and the cinnamons and the curries and those sort of bolder flavors. With turkey, I prefer to go to like a basil, oregano, thyme yeah. sort of flavor I profile. I you would say that. Okay, um, I like that. Okay. What um, about sauce? So, so these meatballs, before I cook them, what I do is I actually I pan fry them, just get them brown and crispy and golden on the outside. Uh-huh. And then if you're serving them right away, keep cooking them. You can either bake them in the oven you can put them in the freezer and then defrost them, throw them into marinara sauce. They are great um, on spaghetti. They're great on rice. They're great with spaghetti squash if you want a low-carb yep. spaghetti dish. Yeah, love spaghetti, spaghetti squash. is a great way to go. Um, um, can you tell people what spaghetti squash is in case they may not know? Absolutely. Spaghetti squash is kind of like, it looks like a cross between a butternut and um, a cantaloupe. Right, I think. and it's yellow. It's yellow, and you open it up, you scoop out the seeds, Set them aside and toast the seeds later, put them on a Ooh, salad or whatever. You don't waste a thing, um, do you? Absolutely not. <laughs> it's it's all about, um, if I can make three dishes at the same time with the same ingredients, I'm happy. Okay, great. Um, waste not, what not. Right. Just drizzle that spaghetti squash with some olive oil. 
throw in some garlic or garlic powder if you don't have fresh garlic. Then put it upside down on a cookie sheet. Lined with parchment paper. Lined with parchment paper because everybody knows Naomi Nachman's best friend in the kitchen. It's parchment paper. You know what I started using instead of parchment paper? Yeah, sure. Have you heard of the silpat? A like silpat, yes, but, yeah. but, but I'm lazy, so you have to wash a silpat. Parchment yeah, paper, you just throw out. Out. you just throw out. And it's a bit wasteful society that we live in, but you throw it out and you don't have to wash it up. So I, I would, it would be uh, one, of, one of my, just in our house, and we can talk about this another time, but we don't use disposable anything. We have paper towels, but other than that, we don't have the plates or the foil we use as well. But other than that, we don't go disposable. Good for you. That's great. But I'm a, I'm a little crazy that way. No, no, no. It's good. I, you know, my parents go crazy because they find that when they come here to the United States, everything is uh, a wasteful society. Like they see how many paper plates and you know have right. the you have even um, silverware cutlery. You know what I'm saying by cutlery, uh-huh. but sil- yep. silver disposable cutlery. Like yep. everything, everything is. You know, I'm totally. You know, um, go be- very bad with that. I'm, I, I, I uh, violate that sin every day. I use too much paper goods. Um, yeah, but it's, it's hard it's so when you're, cheap when you're and balancing... easy, but it's it's hard. It is. It is. Um, for me, it's it's you know, there. Are, I'm sure there are other places I keep, I take my shortcuts. Everyone does, and everyone has to. And it's uh, it's it's the way you got to manage your kitchen and manage your, your home. Right, right. But if you can, if you can, you know, save and you know, in Australia, I know that they have five different kinds of recycling bins because. Right. You know, they're very recycling conscious, you know, in the, in the five yeah, towns, absolutely. not so much. <laughs> they try. Yep. Um, so, but, yeah. Uh, so back to would... the spaghetti squash, though. You just yeah. you drizzle it with the olive oil. Back you put some garlic squash. powder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you just roast it upside down. Like, so um, um, skin side up, cut side skin down. Skin side up, On upside a down. silk pad or parchment paper on a cookie sheet. Okay. I, I'd say 350, at least 45 minutes. Right. Um, because because you've got the cut side down, if it starts to brown on the on the outside, it's just the skin. So right. once it's kind of golden and golden brown, beautiful gold color, you know it's going to be ready. And you stick let a fork call. through it. Right. Let it call. Just just gently brush, bring a bring a fork through it as though you're brushing your hair, combing your hair, and like the spaghetti strands, you'll see it. You'll know what I'm talking about. It will just start coming out of the squash. Right. Do you have a recipe on and your blog about this? I don't, but I should. Not yet. Um, he will have one shortly. Not yet. On this American um, bite, he will have it. On this American bite. Um, what I like to do with my um, with the meatballs, though, if, if you do it with another sauce, um, maybe on a bed of brown rice, um, I we started cooking a lot with coconut oil and Butternut squash goes very well with coconut oil. Use a little extra if you get that coconut flavor. I have a sesame roasted coconut oil butternut on my blog as well. Mm, that sounds really interesting. Together for you. Yeah, and you just put the, dice your uh, butternut, bake it in the oven with some coconut oil, sesame seeds on top. It's a great veg- vegetable side dish that is almost effortless to prepare. Oh, wow, that's amazing. And we can get a lot of these... Recipes on your on your on your blog, right? Absolutely, the meatballs are on the blog, and the the squashes on the blog, and then um, I mentioned the hummus and schug for for Purim. Those are both on my blog. Right, right. And, well, uh, you know, it, it, the the uh, very close to Purim, so I I hope that uh, people have already got a lot of their stuff um, <laughs> ready. But you know, if you are uh, you know thinking about next year, just trying to frame out your mind for healthy cooking during the week and 
during the, all the upcoming months that we've got in front of us, you know, you can you can uh, go and think healthy and, and get some great ideas from your website. Absolutely. And if anyone's listening and they, they're stuck for a last-minute program idea, they're worried they don't have enough food for the Suda, um, I think popcorn is a really, really healthy but also really versatile snack. So you're thinking popcorn, you're probably putting some some butter or salt on it and watching a movie. Right. I like so, to make a garlic zatar popcorn. Quickly, throw out um, a recipe. Go. So popcorn, popcorn, and once it's ready, you just sprinkle some zatar and some garlic powder. Or another way to go is put some chocolate chips in there and some chili powder. Mix it all up. Great snack. Looks wonderful. And it, it's it's a little more impressive than plain popcorn. Oh, yeah. So I could take some popcorn, put it on a parchment paper, put it on cooking sheet, drizzle on, well, sprinkle on some cumin, what do you say, chocolate and chili, throw in some chocolate chips and some chili powder? Once, yeah, once you've got your fresh pop popcorn still warm, sprinkle in some chocolate chips and just some chili powder, chili powder. and mix it all together. So, Yum. Uh, we need samples, man. We need samples. We, Next time you, you're just, on, you're going to totally have to come back on and send us some uh, awesome gourmet meals from Kansas. <laughs> well, I'll send you a care package before the show we and need, you can tell me what it tastes like. We need a care like. package. Oh, yum, yum, yum. Okay, great. Yosef, thank you so much. I know that you're uh, taking some time out from work, and I know you're working, and you've got the blog, and you're a dad, and you've got a birthday party, and Shabbos, and sort of coming up. So I know that was a really busy time for you to duck out of work and come talk to us today. Thank you so much. Real pleasure being with you, and I hope we do it again. Thank you. Yeah, we'll have to get you on right after Purim and talk about healthy Pesach. You got a deal? I'd love to. Okay, great. Thank you. Take care. Okay, good Shabbos. Okay, you are listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Traditions Kosher Restaurant in the five towns. They are located on Central Avenue in Lawrence. Okay, so we've had a really, really busy show today. We've had a few call-ins. We had Cheryl Stein from LL. She was the market manager for the advertising NPR and social media for LL, and she spoke to us about the uh, fantastic homentation eating competition for professional and amateur eaters. I really learned a lot today about professional eating. I guess I am not a professional eater. I consider myself one because I would like to eat at every single restaurant around the world, but I guess that doesn't make me professional. <laughs> that just makes me a consumer. Um, and then we also had uh, Sari Altmark from the Young Israel of West Hempstead. I believe she is the sisterhood president also. So she taught us about this fascinating class that's going to be held by Rabbi Kellimer at AHC Appliance uh, Store, 530 Central Avenue, this coming Wednesday, uh, February 27th at 8 p.m. It's going to be all about um, buying kosher appliances for your kitchen. So whether you're putting in a kitchen or kushering a kitchen for Pesach, I guess this is the class that you need to attend. So uh, that's very exciting. I know I need to do that. I've actually already kushered my Pesach kitchen. I know that seems weird that I have to kasher a Pesach kitchen, but, I, you know, I do sneak my uh, – I do uh, use it during the year as it's a second kitchen, so why not take advantage of the overflow cooking from upstairs will make its way downstairs to the Pesach kitchen. So I do a very good job every year. I call my rabbi, Rabbi Tzvi Rabag, and we go through the cooking process, the kashering process together. Um, and then we also had on Yosef Silva, all the way from Kansas City in Kansas, talking to us about healthy Purim, uh, healthy dinner ideas. He gave us some great recipes. I'm totally going to go home when I get home and do that popcorn. I don't know if I'm going to make meatballs for Shabbos tonight. 
it's a bit late for that. <laughs> but uh, I think I might do that for the sura. Use my leftover challah, dip it in almond milk, which I know I have at home open because I had to use it this morning for my coffee. And then I will make some meatball appetizers for the sura. I get a couple of things from traditions also, and I'm going to bring it to my friends on the Lower East Side. So I'm going to go home and braid some challahs in the round, in my bunt pan, and then when they're cooked, I will stick a bottle of wine through it. So there's some great Purim ideas. There are tons of great Purim ideas. If you are out of ideas, even though the hour is getting late, you can go to some websites at Joy of Kosher. They have a great uh, listing of uh, Purim ideas, as well as a website that I started a couple of years ago. They're not actually on Facebook, so they... I don't know how large their audience is, but I know they, they, they've made, definitely made a big splash. It's called culinarykosher.com. I've actually, they call me one of their celebrity chefs. I'm, I'm like honored that they would call me that because, you know, people like Susie Fishbein are, have their name up there and Levana Kirschenbaum also, so I'm just honored to be in that list. But, but you have some really great ideas on the internet. So definitely, uh, if you need to go to, uh, buy some beautiful, um, or make some Mishlach Manot ideas even this afternoon, you can uh, do that. That's what kids are for, and I know the kids get really into it. So we're going to wrap up the show today. We've got to have some live music between now and uh, Lich Benching. We're going to have um, music by our friends at Kerem. I've got lots of Kerem wine in my bar now. We had a big lesson last week from Jay Bookspam on Wines for Purim. So we uh, stocked up a little bit. So thank you to him for coming in. And he's going to be coming in next couple of weeks to talk about um, Pesach wines. So thank you to him for coming in. So enjoy the music that's coming up. They are, it's all sponsored by Kedem Wines. It's going to go all the way to Lichmensing. Shabbat Shalom. Happy Purim. And I'll speak to you next week. Good Shabbos. <laughs>